Your Ears Radio will start momentarily. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Today, you might look at the effects of the end of Disney Magical Express from a hospitality resort developer's eyes and also a current conductor's eyes. Sit back, relax. The fun's about to begin. There's our ears radio. It's on the radio. Good afternoon, folks. Mike's here from Resort Ears Radio, and today we are launching our first short pods to add to our Resort Ears channel. We don't really have a hard schedule for the short pods, but we want to put our thoughts on current news and events into a very short podcast format, along with our regular podcasts. So, without further ado, let's get to it. So, currently I'm a little under the weather and awaiting COVID results, just like everybody else in 2021. And I wanted to take a look at some of the ripple effects of what I call a downright stupid decision to stop Disney's Magical Express. I've had the saying, don't fix something that is not broken going through my head. Now let's face it, Disney is not Disney right now, and it may not be for a little bit. But some of the decisions being made by upper management are obviously cost-cutting measures to keep the park afloat. It may also be to keep a still-closed Disneyland open, which boggles my mind that that's still closed. I still can't believe the decision to stop DME. I mean, I had to look at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the Bible to believe it. I mean, when Greg told me, look, they're stopping Disney Magical Express, me and my wife cried. Literally. I mean, from a hospitality manager's side, my former job, it makes no sense. The only logic I can bring on this is Mirrors, who runs Disney Magical Express, was asking for a huge increase with a new contract coming up due to the shortfalls they had of money due to this COVID and lockdown and everything else we had. Um, this would have to be it, right? I mean, what logically can replace something that is the best thing that Disney offers, really? Some are saying Brightline or let some are saying mess that one up, but let's keep going. <laughs> Some are saying Brightline. Well, let me give you some idea of this. Currently, I'm a conductor for the Point and Zero. If you're wondering about this, you can Google it, as I'd rather not directly say who I work for. When the line is finished, it will be long after 2023 date. There are sections of the proposed track that still need a right-of-way, basically the road portion of a railroad, get it? Constructed to tie into a small section of Sunrail at Flamingo. And, at the end of Flamingo, a larger part of a spur or another section to get to Springs and on to Tampa. Now keep this in mind. They want to follow I-4, that's Brightline. Springs is on the other side of I-4 and really would be hard to make a curved 
S track, then go to a right away. Trust me, I know it's railroad track talking. We could talk about this anytime. Just just DM me. Might get resort ears. So let's just say with Disney Magic, they complete the springs at the end of twenty twenty three. I can only imagine the logistics and operation to make a train work as a mode of transportation on DME. Now, I'm not going to go into this in detail, but you really need separate trains to run from MCO to Springs. You're going to need a baggage car. That's going to be Federal Railroad Administration, so there's no, no uh, parcels on in the aisles and the seats that stop a conductor from walking up and down or people. You probably want it too. Uh, and honestly, if you're gonna get if you're gonna be going to Tampa, right? The train is gonna be packed with Disney people and also packed with people coming from Miami. I'm thinking there's gonna be a switch off point at MCO. I don't know about you, but I would not want to be the conductor of the person that has to hear a forty five minute layover at Springs after you just left MCO twenty minutes ago. There would be a passenger mutiny. So let's finish this off by looking at the ripple effect of no Disney Magical Express. Now take note, these are personal problems I'm seeing with love discussions on resort areas and Twitter. First is obvious, convenience is out the window. As a new dad in the days of just a backpack and no wife are gone. Now we're going to be forced to rent a car among all of ours and the kids' stuff to rent a car. By the way, this is the worst part of the trip for Greg every time we talk. When he goes with his family. Now we really have no need to go off site, so having to rent a car is not something I really want to do. I think a lot of families who fly down once or twice a year or more may rethink this and drive down. And that drive is long, folks. This, of course, will make that two or more times a year go to once for a lot of families. Disney needs the revenue once they open full again, which they will, and this is going to scare a lot of people away. Second, there is nothing better than flying into MCO and just getting to the parks. We all know even with mobile check-in, rooms are never ready. I have not once, and I can't tell you how many times going to Disney World. Once gotten a yep, your room is ready on normal operating days. It was great to know your luggage would get you to your room, maybe a little later than you think, but you can just have a backpack and go from Disney Magic Express to the parks pretty easily. You also do not have to worry about stuff exploding all over the place from the seven suns of hell of Florida bearing down your car. We've all been there. If you've driven down or rented a car and you forgot to leave that piece of, like, I don't know, shampoo bottle in the car and it just exposed all over your stuff. That's fun. In closing, I really think this is going to curb people's ideas of convenience and ease of traveling to the world. We have been spoiled with Disney Magic Express and that is all Disney's fault. I think this will be the start of some dark days of the world and the only ones to blame are themselves up in management because the fan, lovers, and fanatics we all are want to come home and back to what they know and love about Disney. Well, that'll do it for our first ever short podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back a little bit later. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Resort Ears Radio.